Hometowns of Mishpacha review by Professor Weiss. And we're honored to have with us today a very chashmigim man, a Yodelay of old time, which is a real authority over the Chalal, Paris HaMashpacha. We all know that in Eretz Yisrael and the Chalal and Kulay of Farkash's Sefer is Angenomen, tremendously after the Shemaya, but it's, it's really the final word on Paris HaMashpacha in many, many circles. And uh, Rabbi, we have with us Rabbi Old Time, the translator of Tarek Halacha to English. And we don't have anybody more, couldn't find anyone more qualified to address and simplify in Vestas as well as Dinam Shiv Nakim. Without further ado, Rabbi Old Time. No, when I get to now. Thank you, Rabbi Zavich. Thank you. It's my honor to be here. I'm looking forward to spending some time now discussing these two topics, Shivanikiyam and the calendar. So. Just one, uh, one disclaimer, I am not a Rav, so I won't be able to give any psakim. I'm not author- authorized to do that. And any question that comes up, yes, you need to, you should, and you must consult with a Rav. I can just provide some information and background and try to, like Rabbi Zevich said, to try to simplify the calendar and to talk a bit about Shiva Nikim, but uh, Piske Din is not, uh, it's not something I'm authorized to do. Interesting, there's three mitzvahs in the Torah that have to do with counting. There's a mitzvah of a woman counting Shiva Nikim, then you also have Sriya Sa'imah, which we're in the middle of doing right now, and then you have the Shemitah and Yovel, this week's parasha. So, yeah, so today you should have all three in Yanim together. And it's also a Shemitah year, so let's top it all off. So it's definitely appropriate to, to talk about the counting. Famously, Yam Yayim, Chesedim HaMalban Alamal, Getzelt, they counted the days and Mitzvah Shiv Nikim and Taras Mishpacha helps us, we can help, helps us remember the importance of counting the days. Interesting also when it comes to Shavuos, one of the reasons we eat Milchik, not, one of, the, not the, one of the reasons we were told in Cheder, but the Magan of Ram says that Matzasi Kasa, why do we eat Milchik? Because one of the reasons given, the Zayar says, why do we count that, that, that the, the seven weeks between Pesach and Shavuos correspond to Shavuos? The Yidden were in Mitzrayim, they were in Matzav of Nida. And then Matan Tero is Yem Chasunasa, it's the Yichud of the Ebeshter Mnei Yisrael. And between those two points was, um, was seven weeks of counting. So, Morgan Abraham says that uh, what happens to the dam? So the Gemara, dam that blood, the, the, the menstrual blood, becomes, that's what milk is, 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 is formed from. So when a woman is becoming tahar from damnida, it's becoming chalav. So you reach Shavuot, which is the end of the Shivanikim. So it's, that's when we eat malchali chalav. He adds on one more prat that this idea of switching chal, uh, dam to chalav is the idea of, of transforming minas adin to minas arachamin. It's interesting uh, that we're going to run the reason for the reason we eat the milchuk san shavuos. That's shaykh to this uh, today's discussion. So, the, in the last class here from Rabbi Kasimov, how does a woman become anida? That was a discussion of the last class. So, to, so the first topic of Shivanikim is this, to discuss how does a woman leave the state of Tumah to the state of Tara. The MS, there's two topics, Shiva and the calendar, really each one should be really a class of its own. 
So I'm telling you now that to, to squeeze them both into one hour is not really shaykh. So I'm more than happy to go on as long as it takes, probably an hour and a half or so. People are welcome to leave and come whenever they want. So it's up to the crowd, whatever you'd like. I'm more than, you know, I'm here for you. But uh, just letting you know now that uh, an hour is not going to be able to cover both. So to leave the matzav of Tumma to Tara, a woman should to leave the matzav of Nida to become Tahar Labayla. So there's six steps she has to pass. So we'll go through these six steps and give some background of each one and some important things to remember, important halachas to that's the idea of the Hazara. First step is she has to, first step is she has to wait a minimum of five days from when she became Anida and before she can make a, a Hafsek Tara. That's the first step. First step is to wait a minimum of five days from the Tuma until Hafsek Tara. What's the reason for this? This is also Shaykh to Matateshvus, Matantera. What's the reason for this five day wait? Yeah, most periods taka last Be'erach that amount, if not more. But let's say it was less. Let's say it was a Kasem or something which is only make, it was a one time thing that she's right away clean. What's the reason for counting five days? The reason is that. The halacha is that a woman sees dam during Shivanikim. It's Mitzayser, it, 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 it nullifies the entire seven days, and she has to start counting again, once again. There's another halacha, which is that if a woman is Peletas Sheikh Lazarev, she releases the semen from intimacy during Shivanikim, so then it's not Mavato the previous days, but that day that it happened is not counted for the Shivanikim. It's Saiser that day. And that's a halacha. So, Chazal were concerned that what could happen? It could be that a woman is during Shivanikim and she won't realize, that she won't notice it. And she's going to count that day when really it shouldn't be counted. That's the chashash. To prevent that chashash, what Chazal did was, they, 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 that's the reason for the salacha, there's like this buffer zone of sorts to separate the most recent tashmish from the beginning of Shivanikim. And that buffer zone is five days. Why taka, why dafka five days? So this is, this leads us to Matan Teira. It says in Matan Teira that Hashem told Bnei Yisrael that I'll take Shuval Isha. For three days you should not have relations with your wife before Matan Teira. Why? The reason was, in Matan Teira Hashem wanted everyone to be Tahar. It shouldn't be Tame due to Tomas Kari. A woman shouldn't be Tame due to Pilate Shechva And any Zara that is released during 72 hours from the most recent intimacy could make her Tame. After that point, it's not a problem anymore. Because the Zara only has viability, it only has the ability to have the potential for conception for 72 hours. After that, it's already it's, it's garnished. So any Zara that a woman releases during the first 72 hours is bevatel that day of Shivanikim. So if a woman, if a husband and wife had Tashmish, and then right afterwards she became Tameh, so there has to be at least 72 hours, which means four days, because 72 hours will spread across four days. That's the reason why you have to wait at least four days before making a half-sick And the question is, okay, fine, what about why five days? So that's a, another, an added chashash. What happens if she became Tommy Ben Ashmashis and she thinks that it's really the next day, sorry, she thinks it's really the previous day, and therefore she could start counting, making a half-sick four days from yesterday. And really it's counted as part of the next day. She has to really wait one, an additional day to prevent any confusions the Takana was made that a minimum of five days across the board, no matter what, a woman has to wait five days before making a half sectara. 
Well, 72 hours is three days, but, that's all, but, but the Tashmish could have happened, it, it, not, not could have, it definitely happened in the middle of a day. Let's say it happened at night, 10 o'clock at night. So 72 hours later, it's 10 o'clock at night. Hafsa Qatar can only be the next day before Shkia, so that's four days. And then the fifth day because of uh, Ben Hashmashis. So that's the reason behind this din, that a woman has to wait at least five days before making Hafsa Qatar. You'll say, well, I know that I didn't... <coughs> We didn't have Tashmish for three days beforehand. They weren't Mechalek in any case. As long as they were able to have Tashmish. Halakhically, they were allowed to have Tashmish. Even if they, act, if they didn't have Tashmish, they have to wait uh, at least five days. Now, these five days are not, <coughs> are not five days may slays. It's not... Um, what's that? Uh, what's, the, what's 24 times five? What? Whatever Cheshman that is. What? 100, 108, yeah? 101? 120. It's not, it's not five mess less. It's, 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 in other words, let's say the, the happened in the middle of the day, let's say it happened 10 minutes before Shkia. She, she, she got, became Anida. She can make a Hafsaktara four mess less and later, which is day number five. And so the idea is day number five, not five complete days. So any point in time during a day, from Shkia till the next day Shkia, that a woman gets her period. So that day is day number one. And then is day number two, day number three, until day number five. And day number five, before Shkia, she makes a half sektara. So that's the first step. Now the next step, step number two, is the half sektara. That's the second step that has to be done, half sektara. So before the half sektara, a woman takes a bath to clean the area. That's the halacha. She could just clean the vaginal area. Let's say she's traveling. There's no bath available, but there is a bathroom. So she can clean herself as best as she can in the vaginal area and then make a hafsaktara. Um, let's say she stopped bleeding in the morning. She has to wait till before Shkia, obviously, but she stopped bleeding. She can take a, a bath in the morning and make the hafsaktara in the evening. Let's say she works in the afternoon. She works, she has a day job. It's the winter. She's finished working uh, after Shkia. She can take a bath at work. She can take a bath in the morning as long as she knows that she's clean and then do a hefsektara in the right time before Shkia. Another thing is that if she can't do a hefsektara right before Shkia, she could do it earlier from Minchaktana and on. Minchaktana is two and a half halachismaniyas before Shkia. Two and a half halachismaniyas. From that point on on, she can make a hefsektara um, if she cannot do it before Shkia. What happens if <coughs> what happens if a woman made a hafsaktara, then the next day she had an unclean bedika and she, the, she was sent to a rav, and that was the first class, Rabbi Brian, you sent to a rav, and the rav said that it's, uh, it's a problem. You have to make a new hafsaktara. So this new hafsaktara, there's no need to take a full bath since it's not a, a new re'iyah, a new bleeding. It's just there was an unclean bedika, and there's no need to take a new bath once you, did, once you, did, once you took one the day before. Um, if if a woman doesn't have a, a bedika class, so again, it's always best to ask a rav. I'm not a I'm not a rav, but in order before Kafsat says in Tarakalach, he brings down that b'diyevet b'shasat chaki could use a tissue. I believe you could also cut up an undershirt if it's not if it's a type that's a complete material, not full of holes. I believe you'll okay. So check it before what check. check to make sure it's clean. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if it's, uh, if it's, if a woman has a, it's a sensitive 
sensitive by Simakim, it's hard for her to insert the Hasektara. So also know from in Tarakalacha, Farkash brings down you can make it wet with water. If you want to make it uh, if that even that is not enough and you want to uh, call her off, see if that's okay. That accurate? So hope so. So that's um, that's the Hefsektara. Now along with the Hefsektara, there's also the Meichdachok. So that is Lachatchila, in addition to making a Hefsektara, she put, takes another cloth and puts it into Eisimachim and leaves it there from Shkia until after Tzais. And that's the Lachatchila. In cases where it's difficult for her to do that, she has a sensitive, it's very uncomfortable, she might scratch herself or anything like that, call her of, and in most cases the Rav will say that it's okay to skip it if it's a valid reason. But that's only the Eved, a woman should definitely do both, the Hafsektara and the Meichdachuk. So that's step number two, the Hafsektara. I have a few more, pro, you know, a few more Pratim. Um, the the Meichdachuk is, like we said, we put in before, before Shkia till after Says. Okay, fine, fine. Okay, so the, the next step in the in the Tara process is the Shivanikim themselves. So we have so far the five days, the Hefsak Tara along with the Meichdachuk, preceded by a bath. And the, fir- the third step is the Shivanikim. Shivanikim is the seven days. The seven days are different than the five days. The five days, like we said before, are not five mass lesson. It's day number five. The seven days are different. It's seven complete days. The, the Gemara talks about this mistake that people had, that they thought that the, that the day of the Hefsektara is also one of the seven days, and they would go to Mikvah one day early. It's already a few thousand years old, this mistake. But I doubt that it's still uh, possible to make this mistake. It's seven days that are after the five days, which is, um, which is the day after the Hefsektara will be day number one of Shivanikiyam. During Shivanikiyam, there's two main halachas have to be kept. There's wearing white, wearing white and the daily bidikas. Wearing white, so a woman wears white underwear and she covers her, her bed with a white sheet. Some women have a minik to also wear white, uh, a white nightgown. Some women have a minik. Um, that's not halacha, it's a minik. The second halacha is the daily bedikas. There's a the halacha is the woman should make two bedikas a day, one when she gets up in the morning and the second one before shkia. Um, that's the sulachat a woman should be making 15 bedikas over the course of. 16, if you include the Meichdachuk, over the course of her Tara process. That's L'Chathchila. One hamath of a woman has a hard time doing two bedikas a day. Again, she is sensitive. It's, it's, uh, she is, it's very hard for her. She's afraid that it might scratch something. So then, with guidance of a Rav, with the, after, after consulting with the Rav, then there is room to, be, to allow just one bedika a day. And even if even that's too hard, there's room to take off a few of those seven bedikas in the, some of the middle ones as well and to be left with three or four over the course of the Shivanikiyam, um, as low as two, but usually they'll tell you to add another one or two in the middle, and that's uh, to make it easier for those that have a hard time. But L'Chathchila, it's the Hafsaktara, the Meichtachuk, and then two B'dikas uh, a day throughout the Shivanikiyam. Those are the, that's the third step, and the fourth step is the Khafifa, the preparations for mikvah. Then comes the mikvah, the tefillah itself, the tefillah, the mikvah, step number five. And then there's a sixth step people tend to overlook. This important halacha, it's Baratam Shokhanarach, that a woman, before being allowed to be together with her husband, after coming back from mikvah, she has to tell her husband that she tavled. I mean, you know that she tavled. 
Where else did she go? You know, she tells you, the word is not that you don't believe her, it's another halacha that she has to say, bedibur, there's such an Indian, you know, last week's parasha, Emmer, the fact that she's saying that she's, uh, she's tahar, removes her from the chaskas nida to a chaskas tara. And the same thing is for Kat. If she says that she's a nida, that itself creates a chaskas nida even if she didn't bleed. It's another halacha. That's why women should never say that she's a nida when she doesn't mean it. So, those are the six steps. So again, we have the five days, hefzak tara, and shivinikim, chafifa, tefillah, and then saying verbally that she is tahar. She can either say she's tahar, she can say I'm tahar, she can say I tevold. Her husband can ask, did you tevold? And she says yes, any variation of that, as long as she verbally said something to the effect that she is now tahar. So those are the six steps. And before we go into the calendar, um, if anyone wants to bring up something, ask, you know, feel free. for five days. So, the halacha is that if a woman is she releases zara during the shivanikiyim. So that day, that what, the day that that occurs, is not counted as one of the shivanikiyim. So there's a chashash that maybe by mistake she might release zara during shivanikiyim and she won't realize. So what's going to happen? That that day is not one of the shivan. It shouldn't be counted, and she'll count it anyways. So to make sure that doesn't happen, Chachamim created this buffer zone. This this uh, this half stick of time, which we at least uh, enough days should pass from the most recent Tashmish before, begin, before beginning Shivanikim, that by the time she starts counting Shivanikim, there's no more Zara left that could make a problem. Yeah, so, the, oh, so then the exact, that's the, the classic holistic of Hasbro, to make this half stick of time. And the question is, why Dafka five days? The first four days, the reason is, like we said, 72 hours, that's the length of the Zara. And then the fifth day was added if, if a woman had, uh, had her period during Ben Hashmashis and she thinks that it's already, the, she thinks that it's still the previous day and she could start counting Shiv she can make a half of four days from yesterday but that's the material of the night and she can only count Shiv four days from tomorrow. So to make sure that mistake doesn't occur we added, the uh, Chum added another a fifth day. For what? You're talking about contraception? You're talking about if, you, if a woman has a hard time doing abdika and she's using gel, that might change. I'm not sure what you're referring to. There's, if you're talking about if, you're allowed, if you could use gel to, to uh, moisten the abdika cloth, then you should only do that with the Rav's cons- after consulting with the Rav, yes. There's another thing which some people say that for, con- for, for conception, sorry, conception purposes, some gels could be problematic. That's a totally separate discussion, not related to Taras Mishpacha, but um, you could, yeah, I mean, that, it's not going to be based on that, but yeah. You know what, this is, you know what, you know, this is, this is the more for later if someone wants to, yeah, we're not going to be following that list, so I might confuse, whatever. Sorry, yes, that's, is that, for what? Uh, again, there's two things that you might be talking about. Um, okay. Yeah, so that again, so if you want to use gel for, when you're doing, doing a bdika, you have to ask girl first. It's not a clear cut head. So. Okay. So let's go on to the calendar. So 
Interesting, it's uh, Lag Bayma tomorrow night. So, uh, first of all, what's the aside of the calendar? Where does it come from? It's interesting, the Vartam Rashbi on it. What's Bechal, the whole idea of, of the calendar? So, before we get into the, how the calculations are made, also discuss do we need to make calculations today anymore? Bechal, you know, is there a whole purpose to this? Maybe we should stop this year right now. The app doesn't take uh, much uh, time to discuss. So, we'll discuss that too. But let's first discuss what's the whole calendar about. What's the reason Bechlal for keeping a calendar? So Menat when a woman gets her period, she now is Anida, and the husband and wife have to separate. Tashmish, Archakis, etc. Midrabanan, that the day that she might get her period, you have to separate as well. There's a, there's a, a smachta from a Pasuk. We learned this from a Pasuk. It says in the end of Pashas Metzaira, it says, V'hizartem b'nei Yisrael mitumasam. You should separate Yidin from their Tumah. Which Tumah is the Pasuk referring to? So the, the next Pasuk says, V'hadava b'nidasa. The next Pasuk mentions the concept of Nida. So Chazal says, Chazal learned from this, that the Tumah that we have to separate a person from is Tumas Nida. And the Pasuk isn't saying you shouldn't have relations with a woman that's a Nida. That's, that's uh, other Pesukim for that. The, the limit from this Pasuk is that even when the, the day that she might become a Nida, you should also separate from your wife that day. Taka pasuk, but it's uh, like the Altar brings down in, in, in Shulchan Aruch. It's only an asmachta. It's not uh, a deiraisa. Vestas are derabanan. The whole dinner you have to separate from your wife and keep a calendar is derabanan, not to put it down. Chamurim devrei seif and devrei teira and the way the chesedis explains it's a higher sherish. I'm not trying to put it down, but uh, but it's derabanan. It's a concept derabanan. Chazal masakin the day that a woman might get her period, you have to separate as well. That's the underlying concept of keeping a calendar. So it's interesting, there's a, the Gemara says, a, brings down a member from Rabshim Barichai, a very sharp of art, which it's hard to say it, but it's a neighbor for Lag Weimar. It's definitely appropriate to bring it down. And it brings down how important it is, how it, people tend to think it's just a calendar, it's not, she's in, it's not a Nida, she's tar, she, doesn't, she didn't bleed. It's not, let's say I forget, let's say I made the calculations, but I, did, I forgot that today is the hack of the day. Let's say I didn't make accurate calculations. Fine, so Sachakala was she's tar, it's just a chash. Shem Barichai says, it's at the Marbings Dan, Amr Shem Barichai, that whoever is, is not perish Ishta Samach Levesta, doesn't separate from his wife near her vessels, meaning the time when she might get, might get her vessels, even if Yeshlai Banim Kibne Aren, hey Mason. Why? Because it says, it says, the end of Pasha's Metzairah. And then a few Pesukim later is the next Pasha, So then the Gemara continues that if you are perish, if you do keep the calendar properly, and uh, you'll have children that are Uyan you'll have children that will become Rabbanim, that will be right to Paskin Halachis. So the Schar is also a pretty. Uh, pretty strong. So this just goes to show that keeping a calendar is an important part of Tanas HaMeshpacha. It might not be the most uh, exciting thing to do to, to, do, to sit down and, and make cheshbonus and, and scratch our brains to remember how to do math, even though it's not so complicated as we'll see. But it is an important, uh, we see from the Gemara, we see Rosh Hashem and he says that it's something that we should give the right, appropriate attention to. Now, before we, go, before, we go on to, before we go on to the specifics of the calendar, it's good to, to first talk about Bechlal, like I mentioned before. Um, what's the, 
is there a need bechlal to keep a, to to go sit down and make cheshbonos today? That Baruch Hashem, there's an app which is not uh, it was it was it was it was created with with consultation with rabbanim, was endorsed by rabbanim, and then the fact is that it has enhanced the keeping of the calendar for many many couples that would otherwise have a hard time doing it. So. And a calendar, you know, it's it's an electronic way of doing the calculations. There's no mistakes, so it's much better. If so, maybe we shouldn't have this class. I don't know. That's, so, so, so I'll start with that. Even though lechera, it's uh, This should come at the end. But so, first of all, what are the milas of the app, and what are the reasons why there's still lechatchila? It's better to make the actual calculations yourself as well. So the milas of the app are. First of all, like we just said, that there are people that would have a hard time uh, making the calculations. They can't wrap their minds around the uh, calculating of the flag and all that. And here with the app, they're able to keep the, to keep the calendar and have banim schar and banim burin They can have all these major schar that the Gemara talks about. And uh, otherwise, it might not have been so simple. Definitely a major maila. Even if you baruch Hashem. Don't have that difficulty, and you can you have no problem. You go through easily all the chesbonos, but still, no, you know, loyimalit or human beings, you can make mistakes. It's always good to have something to double check and to make sure that you didn't make a mistake. Also, a, a good benefit. A third mile is that it will send you reminders. You could sign up. You could, I'm um, sorry, you could set the settings. It will send you reminders because let's say you made all the chesbonos beautifully, and the day comes and you forgot that today's the day. So what, what did it help all those chashbainas if you didn't actually keep it? I'm not sure what they did in the, in, before the app. It was, it was, you had to push it, uh, and, and there's before reminders on your phone also. So you push it, had to, had to m- learn how to remember things. I mean, that's a old, very old-fashioned. <laughs> so, so uh, but, uh, but that's another Maila that uh, it will send you reminders. That's uh, definitely a big Maila. So that's all about the Maila's of that, and it's definitely 100% true. And everyone, at least most people, definitely should, should uh, use it and use its Maila's. On the other hand, if you look at the Haskamas of the Rabbanim that gave the, the Haskamas to the app, they all said the same thing, that L'chatchila at least, whenever possible, you can't, you can't. But if, if anyone that could should also keep their own calendar, make their chashbainis, and, and keep the calendar like before. What's the reason? There's a few reasons for this. One reason is that if you just follow blindly a, a computer system, you'll get confused and you might end up not knowing what's going on. And might, if you don't understand what's really happening over here, what, what chashbainis are going on, and what the calendar is doing for you, what the app is doing for you, you might make mistakes very easily. And uh, it's, it's like following GPS without without having any idea where you're going, which I think we all do anyway, so I don't know if it's a good example. But, but if you, no, but the fact is people get lost with GPS because they don't have any idea where in the, where B'cholos they are. If you know where you are, if you know where you're spo- which general highways you need to use to get to your destination. But this is very helpful to make sure you don't take the wrong turn. And if you do, how to get back. It's definitely a major help. But if you're only relying on that, people get lost. That's the fact. Using a calculator without knowing how to do math will also end you in hot water when it's where it counts. And uh, a fellow chassan teacher, he shared that they got a, he got a phone call from a, from a chassan. He says that, that, you know, I'm using the app. And then uh, what happened? That uh, one month it tells me that I have uh, two aflogas I have to keep. Okay, maybe, okay, it's two, fine, mele. The next month it said he had three guards. 
So we wanted to let him know there's a glitch in the system. You should let the people know that they have to fix it. That was his. So, yeah. So basically, we have to. And if if you don't get the joke, then you talk. I have to be here, I guess. <laughs> so, so, so it's definitely important to know how to make a chesbainis. And when you, and if you could, you should do those chesbainis first. Make the chesbainis first, and use the app to double check. Another mile is that. That, that story was Tanaka joke, but the pile, a computer system could have glitches. There, that is the fact. And you always want to have another hard copy available to rely on in case uh, some, something goes wrong in the system. You'll have all your chashbainis there. So, the pile mamish, anyone that could should make chashbainis. Ideally, you should make it first. Make a chashbainis, double check with the app. Someone that has a hard time, someone that sees that he, if, this is, if this is what he's going to do, he's going to be dreading the, doing the chashbainis every month and and he'll have, a, he'll have a, negative, a bad taste in his mouth about keeping the calendar. And by all means, use the app. And, and uh, that's using the app is a lechatchil. It's not a bidiyevin. It's a lechatchil. You can definitely use it and should use it. And it's just, it's even, if someone could make the calculations first, you definitely should do that first. That's the story. So based on that, I'm assuming if you're here tonight, then you probably um, want, you want to hear about the chashbainets and remind yourself and review these halachas. And that's what we'll be doing right now. So, um, okay, so, again, so the idea of a calendar, the underlying idea of a calendar is to, to keep, to uh, make sure that, is to separate from your wife before, on any day that she might get her period. That's what the idea of the calendar is, that Chazal said, if today is a day that your wife may get her period, you have to separate from her, from her on that day. And that's what the calendar is for, to calculate these days. Now, Amal, in the Alta Tzayt, and it was very simple, almost every woman had a very exact, precise time when she would get her period, every month, the same day, the same. Aina, Aina is either night or day, each one separately is called Aina, it would be the same day of the month, the same Aina, the same time sometimes even. It was mamish very precise like clockwork. Our bodies uh, meant, went through many changes in the past uh, centuries. Today most women don't have that. But in those days when they did have such precise vestas, precise uh, periods, precise cycles. So then it was very easy to know which day she's supposed to get her period. And that day you separate. It was, it was very simple. Today it doesn't work so easily. Because today women's, women's cycles are more random. Hopefully they have a, a, a semblance of order. Otherwise it could make, bring to other issues, fertility issues. But if it's more or less regular, you know, that's, at least we, we should be, it should be, a, 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 hopefully it's more or less regular. But still, it's not like clockwork, the exact same day and ayna every single month. So the question is, how am I supposed to know when is the day when she's supposed to get her period? And, that, and that's the day that I should be separating. So one wife who could say is, okay, any day that she may get her period, you should separate. Then none of us would be here. No one would be born. That's impossible, of course. Chazal couldn't say that any, that any day of the month, if a woman doesn't have a cycle, then she could technically get her period any day. Okay, so you're going to say the first, week or the first week and a half. Okay, and afterwards, she has to separate from her husband for a week straight, you know, until she gets her period. That's, that's not, obviously not, that wasn't the, the idea behind this takana, to, to keep husbands and wives separate. That's definitely not the, the goal. So, Narvaden. So Chazal, Chazal 
the, the way they did it was let's let's think what are the what are the what what logically what are the days that she might get her period, what might be the cause of her period, and there's three possible ways of looking at it. One way is to say, look, this woman doesn't have a, a exact cycle. Let's look at the average. When most women get their periods, that's we're going to say that she's pro, that, that mistama she'll go after the roif, that mistama or there's a chash. I'm not going to say mistama because let's say the past five years she never saw got got her period on that day, but there's a chash. She might get, she might get her period on the day that most women get their period. That's the inabainness. That's the first one. So what is this? What is this day that most women get their periods? And day number thirty. Day number thirty from. Her, period, her last period is when most women get their periods. I guess Chazal took a, I don't know, a poll. I don't know how they did it. They determined that was the roiv, that was the average. And therefore, when, when, therefore, when that day comes, uh, husband and wife, and wife have to separate. How do you calculate that? It's very simple. It's four weeks plus one day from, when, from the last period. So whatever day of the week she had her period, four weeks later, the next day of the week. That's, that's the calculation. Yeah, that day is day number one. That's how that's how four weeks plus one day is l'chair twenty nine days later. But since I'm including the day of the period of day number one, it's the thirtieth day. It's day number thirty. It's four weeks plus one day. Yeah, so that's the rule of the thumb. Whenever the period happened, four weeks later plus one day. But just keep in mind that we that the night follows the day. Where the Yiddish calendar, the night follows the next day. So when we're saying four weeks plus one day. So if, let's say, a woman got a period right now, I don't know if it's, uh, it's after Shkia, yeah? So it's really Wednesday already. So four weeks plus one day will be four weeks from today on Thursday, not Wednesday. That could, a person could make a mistake. That, okay, she got a period now, it's, it's, it's Tuesday night. Four weeks plus one day is, is going to be Wednesday. That's the end of this. But no, since it's already after Shkia, it's already part of the next day already. So it's already Wednesday, I'll be tired of. Right now it's Wednesday, Yem Revi. So four weeks plus one day will be, will be Yom Chamesh, will be Thursday. So that's the rule of the thumb, but you have to keep that in mind that we're always following the Yiddish calendar of Shkia beginning the next day. And that's Ayin And that was the first, the first, uh, the first svara that maybe she'll get a period when, when, most, when, when the average woman gets her period. That's number one. And number two, what's the second possible cause that might trigger her next period? Maybe the day of the month. The same, that maybe last month she got a period on Tezayin Nisan, and maybe this, same, this day of the month is what's going to trigger getting her period. Now, this doesn't seem to make sense, really. Why, what should the day of the month have to do with a woman's biological system? Just because, it's this, that's just because last month she got a period on Tezayin Nisan, meaning that Tezayin uh, ER, she's going to get her period. What's the, what's the Svara? There doesn't seem to be any logic to that. And the, the Pshat is, the al explains in Shulchan Araf, that a woman's body might be linked to the cycle of the moon. It is such a concept. It's actually, in other circles, it's not only a, it's something which is bavost and developed. There's no, uh, it's, not, it's not proven that this is always the case, or even, I don't know if it's ever proven, that any, if it, I, don't, I don't know if it's ever proven mamish scientifically, but it's a well-known concept that women throughout the world are familiar with. And Alpitaira, there is definitely a chash. Are we going to say that it's definitely that way? No. But there is that possibility that a woman's cycle might be linked to the lunar cycle. Ebazai, if last month Tezayin 
when the moon was in this specific position in the sky, she got her period. Maybe this month, when the moon is in the same position, she'll also get her period. Maybe that, the, the, that position of the moon will, will have an effect on her body, on her, on her, on her cycle. And that's like a, such, a, such a possibility. So, therefore, on that day, you have to uh, separate. And Arach Agav, we find what's the most common thing that the moon has an effect on our world, that's known, which is known in science, is the tides. That the moon affects the... Uh, there is a uh, known thing that the moon affects the tides, that uh, the moon does have a pool of Begashmias on the world. It's a, not a, that's something which is definitely not a, a Shaila. It's a well-known thing that everyone knows. So, and uh, another interesting thing, we know that the moon, that the, that the woman, a woman is compared to the moon. The moon is Malchus, the woman is Malchus. There is a Shaychus there. Al-Kopanem, that's the second Chshash, that, that maybe what's going to trigger her period the same day of the month. Another question you can ask is, but what happens if last month was 30 days? Or let's say uh, the times when they're Makadosh Al-Piyar So if it's a physical thing, that wherever the moon is, that's when she's going to get her period. So what's going to be Pshat? If the, they weren't Makadosh Al-Chaydeh, she'll get her period a day earlier. If they are Makadosh Al-Chaydeh, she'll, she'll get her period a day later. But L'Chaydeh has to do with the moon. It doesn't have to do with the day of the month, which could be changed based on the basin. How does that work? And this is another fascinating idea. Alter brings this down also, that, that the Rebbe mentioned this concept many times, not in the context of Vesas uh, HaChadosh, but this general idea that the Torah is al Balabase Velt. The Yerushalmi Darshans, the Rebbe always quotes the Yerushalmi, the Darshans on the Pasuk, Lakeil Gaimer Alai, we Darshan that, that Torah is the Balabase Velt, that based on what the Torah paskins, that's going to make a mashastic of physical change in Gashmias. And this is, what, this, is, this is one of the examples. That based on the based, and whether they're Makadish or Chedish or not, that will have an actual effect whether a woman's period will get, begin a day earlier or a day later. It's a fascinating idea that based, uh, because they made this psak, her pushed hundreds of women around the world would push it have a different cycle. It's, it's very interesting. But that's, that's the Metzias. There's two other examples that I, I've seen so far that this, that we find al Piyalacha, that Teira has this, that the psak of the based and have, has an effect. Uh, one dogma the Yushalmi is talking about a woman. The, the, the din is this is we're going off tangent here. It doesn't have to do with the calendar, but so space out if you want. But basically, uh, so there's um, the the it's it's, uh, it's brought down in Gemara that a, that until sh- uh, when a woman is when a girl is up to the age of three, if someone has tashmish with her, her besulim her hymen will regrow, even though he broke through the besulim, they're going to regrow. But after, from three years and on, once she turned three years old, then the psalm will not return. If, she, if there, the, there was Tashmish, she now has a din of a ba'ula, she's not a psalm anymore, and it will, won't regrow. Now here also, if the Vaisdom were Ma'abra Dashana, they made the year a leap year, they decided this year is going to be a leap year, but psalm will stay for another month. Also, Bagashmish, that makes a change. Now a third example, which is in a, not the Gabi woman, but the Gabi Kashris. Well, it's brought on the Shokhanarach that if there are certain fruits that get wormy while they're attached to the tree. So if you take off such a, if you, if you, if you uh, harvest such a fruit, you have to check it before eating it, make sure there's no worms inside, no bugs. Let's say you dried it, you put it, you dried it for 12 months. Now you want to eat this dried fruit after 12 months. There's a cloud that any animal that does not have a bone cannot exist for more than 12 months. It can't live for more than six months. 
after it's going to have to die, and it can't exist. It can't, can't, even its body can't remain for more than 12 months. So after 12 months, it's totally bottled. It's not there anymore. So Shulchan Aruch is brought down. So if you take such a fruit and you set it aside, and 12 months later you can eat it without checking it for bugs, because if there was a bug inside, it doesn't exist anymore. But if it's a leaf, you have to wait another month because it might, it might, it might, the body might uh, exist for another month. Again, the Pilgrim Rolai, the, the Psaka of Basin has a, a change. And then I've used it in many other contexts, which Paschim Sheikh should come, and many other things I've said, it still belongs to the Yidden, and I've always used this idea that Terah is a Balabasay Velt. Okay, so that's Maimar Hamusker. Oh, good question. And the next month is not Lamed. Yeah. It's taka. It's a thing you don't, you won't, I think according to us, we don't keep it, right? You, uh, the Tzamech Tzedek, some Paschim say that you have to, I think, maybe Aleph could be, or the day before, but Tzamech Tzedek Paschim is that you don't keep anything. Oh. So you try to schedule it if you could. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Yeah, so, oh, so Vesel HaChadosh, back to Vesel HaChadosh. So, how do you calculate Vesel HaChadosh? It's also very simple. Whatever day she got her period last month, the same day the next month is when she'll, you'll have to separate. Not the entire day, only one specific Aina. Okay, so, I'm sorry, I should have forgot to mention this by the Aina Bainis. By the Aina Bainis, we said it's day number 30, which is four weeks plus one day from the period. So when that day comes, you have to separate from your wife for 24 hours, from Shkia until Shkia of the 30th day. So it's a 24-hour separation. Vesas Achaydash is different. You're looking only at the Aina when the period happened. Did it happen by day? It didn't happen by night. It means did it happen between Shkia and Natsachama? Then it's night. Did it happen between Natsachama and Shkia? Then it's, then it's a day. If it happened during the daytime, you only have to separate the next month, the same exact day, during the daytime. If it happened during the night, you only have to separate the next month during the, during the, during the nighttime. So it's again very simple to calculate. You look at the day of the month when the period began, and you just mark off the exact same day the next month, and only the exact same ayna as well. That's the chaydash. So, the, the most important thing to do when a woman gets her period is to right away mark down or remember or make sure to take note of the time when she got her period. Especially if it's close to Shkia, it might be before, it might be after, and you're not pulling out a calendar of Bishas Maitha. So, what you have to do just right now, right away is, or sure, sure, this is really for the woman to do, is to right away take note of the exact time when she got her period, write it down, mark it down any way that she works best for her. And then later on, you'll figure out, is it the daytime, the nighttime? You'll check a calendar, figure out before Shkia, after Shkia. But the first step is right away to remember the exact time when it happened. That way you'll have, you'll have the information for when you need it. If you're not sure, what happens if Yutaka didn't make note? You're not sure? Then call her off and find out. Do you have to calculate the next month by day, by night? So the Yashayla. But the make sure to keep note of the time. Another important halacha is what happens, if, what happens if a woman wakes up in the morning and she goes to the bathroom and she sees that she's bleeding. From her past experience, she sees that she didn't just start bleeding five minutes ago. It was, it's, been a, uh, it's been a while. 
and Shkia and sorry, Netzachama was uh, 20 minutes ago. So it was, it, was from, it was for sure from before, 100%, no doubt, she's been bleeding from before. So next month, do you, you separate on the nighttime Aina or the daytime Aina? So, Apisvar in the nighttime, right? But Allah is you follow whenever she discovered that she's Anida. Until that point, she doesn't have a din of Anida. Until she actually discovers and finds out that she's bleeding, that's when. Um, she has a din of Anida, and that's when you start, uh, that's when you calculate the next month's um, Vesta. So, in such a case, it would be the morning. Sometimes it could happen that I've had such a case before. A woman woke up in the morning, she assumed it's a daytime Aina because, uh, and she saw that she got her period, but she assumed it's the morning, right? So, it's, the, it's a daytime, but she didn't chapsik that it was the winter, and Shkia was, uh, sorry, Natachama was really uh, 10 minutes later. Famish a few minutes after the time in the calendar, so it was really nighttime Aina. So again, the time is important. That's the time. Time is important. That's the second one. So so far we have the Aina Bainanis, four weeks plus one day, and we have the rest of the Khaidash, the same day, same same date, same Aina. That's so far we have. So we have left one more left. And this one might be the hardest to calculate, but it's the easiest to understand. And that is, again, we're trying to figure out when is, when, is the, when is the day that a woman might get her period. When might she start menstruating? So one svara is, maybe she'll go after the average of most women. Another svara, maybe the day of the month, the, the, the point where the moon is in the sky. Okay, it sounds interesting, but okay, fine, say there. But the, thir- the third svara is, the most logical one is, however long it took for her to, uh, let's see how long it takes her body to to uh, resupply her dam nida. You know, the, the gashmi is the woman's body after releasing the, the dam, it starts replenishing itself. It's all, the whole idea is that in case there's going to be a conception, this, this what's the menstrual bleeding is actually comes from a substance in the woman's womb that's going to be used to, to nurture this fetus during its initial stage in life. So... It's one of the Hezbeid and why Damanida is Tameh, because it's the loss of the potential of life. That's one Hezbeid given. But, but um, that's another... Yeah, so. Um, so, yeah, so let's see, how long does this woman, how long does this woman's body need to resupply itself with, with the Damanida until it reaches the point that it will release it and menstruate? And however long it took last time, it, will ma- it makes sense to say it will be the same amount next time. It's a very logical svara from all the other previous two. This lecher makes the most sense. And that's the Vasa Saflaga. That's the third Vasas that we're going to calculate how long it took for this woman to start bleeding. And when the same amount of time passes, she might bleed again. And that's when you have to separate. That's the Vasa Saflaga. To make this, this Cheshbin, it's going to be two parts. There's two parts to make this Cheshbin. We have to, the first part is we're going to go back and look how long it took, how long it took her to, from the last, the end of the last period to the beginning of the, to the beginning of this one. How long, how long, how much time passed? So how do we do that? We go to the hafsiktara, to the last hafsiktara, which is halakhically when she stopped bleeding, and we count how many aynas, how many half-day blocks of time passed until the present period began. So she, she had made a hafsiktara. So the night following the Hafsaktara is the first night of Shivanikiyam, that's Aina number one. The next day is Aina number two. And you push her continue, continue counting. Two, three, four, 
until you hit the aina of the period. Whatever number you have, that's the number we know is how long it takes this woman to start bleeding. Once we have this number, then we're going to apply that to this period. Whenever she makes the Hafsaktara, we start counting the same number. The first night after the Hafsaktara, which is the first night of Shiva Nikim, is Aina number one. The next day is Aina number two, and so on, until we reach that number. Once you reach that number, so then it's, uh, that's the day when she might get her period. So then you have to separate. That's the way this Khajman is made. So again, we calculate from last half sextara, we count how many aynas passed till this period. And then we take that number and we start counting from this half sextara and we calculate the same number, whatever, wherever uh, aina it, it hits, whatever aina is the, reaches that number is going to be the aina when you have to separate from, uh, the husband and wife have to separate. So, in, in Indian, it's simple, no? <laughs> is it? Is it is that Khaira Klar? Or? Okay, I hope so. And here as well, the separation is only going to be for one Aina. That's like the rest of the Khaylich, it's only a one Aina separation. Whatever Aina, the number that you have reaches, that will be the Aina that you have to separate. So when should you, be, you or your wife be doing this, these calculations? What point in time should you be doing these calculations? So, the first thing to mark down is when the period happened. The time when the period happened. And like I said before, that needs to be taken note of immediately as soon as the uh, period begins. You have to right away take note of when it began and mark that down. If you don't have a calendar with you, let's say someone's using, we're talking about someone using an actual hard calendar, if you don't have an actual calendar with you, you mark it down on a slip of paper, on your phone, whatever it is, and later on you, you transfer that time to the calendar itself. But that's the first thing that has to be done right away, when the period began, the date and the time when it began. Then the Vesas Achedesh, Vesas and the Einabeninus, the first two, could also be technically calculated right away. As, soon as, as long as you know when the period began, you can already calculate four weeks plus one day, and you can calculate the same date next month, the same day next month, and the same aina. You could do that right away. Vesas Aflaga, you have to wait until Hafsaktara, because you have to start counting from the Hafsaktara. So, Vesas Aflaga can only be calculated once the Hafsaktara was made. So, there will always be two points along the month when you'll be doing calculations. Some of them will be as soon as she gets her period, some of them will be after the Hafsaktara. How to split them is up to your own discretion. You can either do just when the period began right away and the rest after the Hafsaktara, and you could do everything except the Vesla Flaga right away and the Vesla Flaga after uh, Hafsaktara. That's. Or you can do it in any way that works best for you. This isn't halacha, this is just uh, Eitzat Taiva. So that's when. Next question is who? <laughs> who does it? So, if uh, the wife's more comfortable, she does it. If the husband's more comfortable, he does it. As, as husbands, we are obligated to be of assistance to our wife, to be there for them when they need us, and this is no exception. 
neither of you could do it, then that's what we spoke before. <laughs> so they have the app to help you. But um, definitely um, a husband is, could and should take an active role in the calculations if there is a need for that. Is the Sotra law field? Sorry? Is the Sotra law field? Does she have to count? There's a minute to count. Uh, today is my first day, today is my second day, but it's not, it's not a minute. No, it's a min- there's such a meaning, but uh, I don't think it's a... Uh, the husband can You're saying to actually say today is day number one, to say verbally? What's up the chlal accounting? And in your mind, yes, you are count- you're counting by default. But if the husband counts, it's good enough. What's up counting? Oh, you're saying to make the calculations in the calendar? Everything, yeah. Well, the Shafra Allah is talking about Shiva The process of Shafra Allah is, is referring to counting Shiva That... Your machshava, you're both counting. I hope. I mean, pashtas, and b'dibra. Uh, there is such a meaning that a woman will say, "Today is yayim yayim rishon lesfirasi," but uh, it doesn't seem to be our meaning. But the, the counting of the calendar is, is uh, like we just said, it's, it, could, it could be the, the wife doing it. But by all means, if you're more easy, it's easier for you to do it, then definitely you should off, be of assistance and offer to makes those calculations, it's for both of you. It's not really, not her chiyah more than you. She knows when she gets her period. That, that you can't know unless she tells you. But, but it's a chiyah equally on both of you to, keep the, to, to, be, to separate from uh, each other on the day of the, of the, of the chashash. So what do you do on, what, what chiyah apply on the day of the, of the chashash? Whether it's Ayin Abaynis, whether it's Vesla Chaydash, what is, or Vesla Flaga, when the day comes, what do you have to do? Number one, you have to separate from your wife. There's no tashmish. That's the first thing. What about harchakis? Harchakis don't have to be kept. You're allowed to do all the things that are asr during nida, that are considered harchakis, may be done during these dates. The exception of chibuk v'nishuk, affectionate touch. Affectionate touch, the Alter says, the Lashon Alter Rebbe is someone that doesn't do that. We heard from Rabbi Chaikin, he says that, I didn't look this into, into this myself, but I'm repeating what he said, that when you look into the Alter Rebbe's words in Kodesh Acher and other Paschim, you see that Taka writes the Lashon Tavi Bracha, but you see that it's a Chiyuv Medina. That's what, uh, again, I didn't see this, I didn't look at, I didn't go through the Sugi myself, but repeating what I heard from Rabbi Chaikin. Yeah, that's what I'm repeating what he said. So that's affection attached. Um, for sure not to sleep in the same bed. Other achakis are not, are not, uh, are not, uh, don't need to be kept uh, during these days. Uh, and then there's another chiv, and that is to do a bdika. There's another chiv, in addition to separating, there's a chiv to do a bdika on the, on the day of the vessels. When do you do a bdika? So here there will be a chilak between Aina Bainanis and the other two. Before we get to the chilak, I just want to first explain what's taka the chilak between Ayn Abayinus and other two vestas, vestas achredish, vestas aflaga. And it's a very simple chilak. Ayn Abayinus, we're not looking at, at this specific woman's cycle. We're looking at the average of most women. The other two, vestas achredish, vestas aflaga, we're looking at this specific, each specific, specific woman's uh, particular cycle. So based on that chilak, we'll understand the chilak also when to make the bedikah. Ayn Abayinus, we're looking at the average time day when women get their period is day number 30. Now when on day number 30 will most women get their period? Well, there is no specific time when most women get their period. 
Some will get at night, some will get during the day, morning, afternoon, there's no specific time. So when, when should a woman do a bdika? What's the idea of the bdika? The bdika is to see whether she got her period. So I have to do that after the time when she might have gotten her period. But that could have been any time during the day. So therefore, she has to do the bdika at the end of the inner before shkia. That way, if there was any bleeding over the course of the inner she'll see that she started bleeding and she'll know that she's a nida. That's Einabainus. Now the other two Vestas, Vesachesh and Vesachlag, are different. There we're looking at, at her personal cycle. So therefore we have to see what time did she get her period. And when that time comes, you wait another few minutes later because you want to give the body time to menstruate. If, if the idea is maybe it'll, it'll happen the same time. So let's see what happens that time. A few minutes later, that's when she should lachatchila do abdika. So Einabainus is before Shkia. Is a few minutes after the time when her period began last month. Now that could be any time during the day. So yes, it should be a few minutes after that time. But Bidiyavid, she didn't do it then. She did not do it then. She could do it any time until the end of the Aina, until Shkia. If it's a daytime Aina, till Shkia. The nighttime Aina, till Nets. That's what you got a period of 10 o'clock in the morning, uh, Tazayin, like, listen. Like so like yeah, so Lechatchila, Tazayin, ER, 10.05 a.m., she should do a bdika. If she didn't, she couldn't, she didn't, let's say she wasn't able to do at that time, she should do it the next possible time. If she forgot, whatever it is, she'll do it the next possible time. Until Shkia, right. Oh, what, oh, okay. So now what happens if she forgot to do a bdika during the Vesas? She forgot to do the, the, the bdika. So here it will be the same chilek between Einabainanis and the other two. Einabainanis, we're not looking at her specific cycle, we're looking at the average of, mo- of, the average of woman. So it's a much stronger chash. I'm only looking at last month, she happened to get it this time. So it's a smaller chash because it was a one time occurrence with her. Einabainanis is a, is a general day that happens to many women throughout the world. So it's a much stronger chash than it might happen. So if she forgot to do abdika, she has to, you may not have relations until she does abdika, even if it's, let's say it's the next night, you want to have relations the next night, you may not have relations until she makes abdika. And there's a khir to, to ask, to find out, to ask, make sure she did abdika before you have relations. The other two, if she forgot, you do not have to make abdika later, you can have tashmish without a problem, if she did not do it, as already after Shkia, then it's, it's fine. No need to make it up. What happens if, uh, what happens if she wakes up uh, in the middle of the night, she needs to use the bathroom, she goes to the bathroom, and she sees that she got her period at 2 o'clock in the morning. So next month she has to set her alarm 2.05 to wake up and do Abdika. Is that the Chiyav? So again, I heard this from Rabbi Chaikin. He said, no, in such a case... No, no, no need to do that. Wait, when he said, well, you do a bidika, one bidika before going to sleep, and another one when you wake up. I don't know exactly the Hezber, maybe uh, what uh, this is what Rechai can uh, said. So another question, you, what? So and both of them could have been during the daytime. Let's say she, it's a night, it's, let's say she went to sleep, well, okay, today when people go to sleep, it's already after Shkia, but the morning, it's already the next Aina, so what's the reason to do a bidika if it's already the next Aina? I don't know. Yeah, that's what. Uh, 
only that situation where you yeah. Can yeah. Yeah. If you, so, if you, if you, if the period began during the night, so you don't have to wake up in the middle of the night to do a bedikah. You should do one bedikah before going to sleep, and another one waking up. Well, I, I, I'm not sure that it has been. I'm just, uh, I'm not sure that it has been. Maybe, maybe, what? Okay, so. No need to make it, you know, no need to make it up after the Aina. Not at all, at all. Right. Yeah? Right. Okay. In a there is. Bas Lachesh, Bas there's no Chiyah. Yeah. Another question is, what happens if the Ayin Abayinus and the Vesach occur on the same day? Which is common. Every other month, that's what's going to be. So, let's say, so if, the, if, the, if the period, if last month's period was, was, let's say, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, it's an hour before Shkia. So you just do both, you just do a B'dikah before Shkia, and you do the same B'dikah, will be Sai for the Ayin Abayinus and Sai for the Vesach what happens if it was early in the morning? It was 9 o'clock in the morning, last month's period. So then uh, you'll do the B'dikah for Vesel Chedesh 9.05, and another B'dikah uh, before Shkia. case of doubt, you call her up. This is, again, I'm repeating what Rabbi Chaikin said in the public share. This is what he said. Um, you, can, you can double them up if, it's, if they're near each other. If, they're, if the period is many hours before Shkia, you should do two. If you're not sure, ask her up. Make sense? Okay. So until now, Lachair was pretty simple. If this was the end of the calendar, then Taka, every Zavish would have been correct that the calendar was Taka simple. But there is, the say there is still one more aspect, which is, I think, where things tend to get the most difficult sometimes. And that is that um, it's not shot that every month you look at the period and you make three calculations. And you're good to go. It's not doesn't doesn't really work like that. You also have to look at last month and see when the the days the chashashas of last month were, and in some situations you're going to have to transfer those days to next month as well. So let's let's tackle that. Right. Let's discuss how that works. So first we have the einabenis. This whole idea, this whole concept, does not exist. There's only one einabenis per month. Four weeks plus a day, end of story. There's no two Ainabainis in two calculations, no such thing. Ainabainis is taka just one. Vesachaydash. So Vesachaydash, according to some opinions, there's, it's, there is a need sometimes to, uh, to transfer old dates to future months. So how does that work? It works like this. If um, so you made a calculation, you know, last, week, that's, last month was Tezain, uh, the period began Tezain Nissen. And this month, Tazayin Iyar is marked off as Vesachaydash. So if today is Tazayin Iyar, let's say she's clean, there's no bleeding, there's, um, she's still clean. She gets her period in two days from now, Yudchas, Lagvayim, that's when she gets her period. So then next month, she only has to be Chayshish for Yudchas Sivan, not Tazayin. Tazayin, there's no need to, to uh, transfer it to Sivan. However, what happens if she got her period uh, Yudalid Iyar? Two days ago, and so today is Tazayin, and she's in the middle of her period. She's still bleeding. She didn't make half yet. 
So then, um, there's a machlekas. Different rabbanim say different things. Some rabbanim say that in such a case, you will need to transfer this day to next month. You'll have to be cheshesh for tezayin and yudchas. Why? Because to be oikar, to, to, to nullify, to annul the chashash of vatzachedesh, it has to be clean. If, it was, if there was bleeding on that day, then how can I say that there's no chashash that she might bleed next month? Maybe she'll bleed next month tezayin also. Haraya, this month she was bleeding on tezayin. She didn't start bleeding tezayin. She was just continuing to bleed, but there was bleeding. So therefore next month you have to be cheshesh for tezayin and yudchas. Other Rabbanim say that there's no need. There's what only one Vatachedesh per month. That's... What if she's already in a Shivaki and not? Then it was clean. It's clean. Yeah. No, if it's only if, if it was bleeding. If it, let's say you're saying, let's say it began Yud. She got up here at Yud uh, ear. So Tezva was a Hafsik Tara and Tezayin, she's clean. So right, there's no need to, no need to carry over Tezayin because it was clean. What do you do? Well, you can guess the answer. <laughs> you call her up. You call your Rav, and you ask your Rav what, uh, which, and then I'm assuming, okay, the truth is you're all here. Um, I, teach, I teach a chas, and I tell them, call, call your Rav and find out what to do. So I'm assuming all of you have already, have already a system in place based on your original uh, time dis- discussing with Rav once you got married. And if you haven't, then definitely you should do that. But this is something which there are different shidus in Rabbanim, and you follow your Rav's psak. That's Vesla that's Chaydash. Yeah. Clear? Any shilas? No. Clear? Fine. Okay, now Vesaflaga. Same thing, Vesaflaga, there's also sometimes a need to transfer old numbers to future months. With Vesaflaga, it works by date. With Vesaflaga, it works by numbers. That's what we're all talking about. How many Aynas passed this woman? What's her cycle? How is her cycle like? How many Aynas does her body need until it starts bleeding again? So. Let's say last month was uh, 51 Aynas. She made a counted from the Hefzaktara until the period. She got a period today. Tazayim, she got a period. So she looks back at the Hefzaktara last month and she starts counting. One, two, three. And she discovers that today, Tazayim, here by day, is Aina number 51. So now we know that, that uh, this is the number that, makes, that might make her body start bleeding. So what does she do? She starts calculating 51 um, Ayinas, the day that, it hit, that, that uh, on the calendar, which is, which is Ayinah number 51, you have to separate. That's, uh, that's her chashash. Now what happens, she gets another period next month, and now it's going to be a different number. Might be more, might be less. Does she have to calculate 51 anymore, or 51 is, for, you can forget about that. Now you just do the new number. The new number might be 48, might be 53, might be any number. So do you have to calculate old numbers or not? Here, the rule is called the halam gvar. The larger numbers are mevatel smaller numbers. Smaller numbers are not mevatel larger numbers. That's the cloud. In other words, if the new number of the present period, the present calculation, is going to be a larger number than the last number, it will, it will uh, cancel that number. You could disregard that number. But if it's a smaller number, you'll now have to make two calculations from the new half sectara. You'll have to make the new number, and you'll also have to recalculate the larger number, the old larger number, from this month's Hefzik Tara. And um, then it could, things could get colorful when number of months pi- go by. Maybe this is a... <laughs> I've never mentioned this as a reason to have children, but... Okay, that wasn't a good joke. Okay, we have children because for a rule. But 
but uh, if you have a number of months go by and uh, and and uh, there's different numbers, it could yeah it could get uh, colorful, confusing depending on your perspective, and that is uh, that's that's one of the probably the hardest part of the calendar is when it comes to this. But the rule of the thumb is the rule itself is the chayra easy to understand. It's actually doing it it could sometimes throw you off, and that's understood. So that's. Um, that's the that's when it comes to transferring old numbers to new uh, to the future months. That's the story with that. So I brought here a, a sheet for those that would like. Um, for those that want, they could take it with them. This is like a step by step. Um, someone that's using a making calculations with a, with a, making calculations themselves. This is a step by step. Um, uh, what exactly to do? So, yeah, so after this, we'll, there's a few more things to wrap up when we finish this, and then we'll be finished with the, the evening. So after the period begins, the first step is you mark down the day and the time when the period began. That's step number one, as soon as the period begins. Um, after the Hefzaktara, so the way I, again, this is really, you can, and when it comes to when, you could do it however it works for you. The way I set this up here was that, uh, except for when you got your period, which has to be right away, everything else, I'm, I'm assuming that you're doing it all together after the Hefzik Tara. So the first step is you mark down the date of the Hefzik Tara and Mikveh if you want. That's the first step. Next step is you calculate the new Ayinabayinus, which is four weeks plus one day from the beginning of the period. Third step is you calculate the new Vesadachaydash, which is the corresponding date and Aina in the next month from the beginning of the period. Then, you have to calculate the old Vesadachaydash dates. Any Vesadachaydash date that occurred during present period, so you look at the present period on the calendar. If there's any Vesadachaydash date marked off during, from when the period began until the Hefzaktara, you'll transfer that as well to the next month. In the footnote, this is assuming that your Rav tells you that you should do so. Some Rabbanim will say you could, you could skip this step. Step number five, you count the number of Ainas from the last Hefzik till the present period. Step number six, you count the corresponding number of Ainas from the present Hefzik and you mark down the last number as the new Hefzik, as the new Vesasaflaga. Finally, any larger numbers, any, any number that you have on your calendar that's, lar that, that's larger than the present number that you still have not yet uh, knocked off in the past, you will calculate them, any remaining number larger than the present number, you calculate them starting from the present Hafsiktara, and that's your, your additional Vesas of Lagos that this Chassim thought there was a glitch in the system, that's, this is what uh, was going on with him. So, this is helpful, good. If not, then... Um, okay, what? You, you said the, the mark on Hatsukhan and Mikvah. What does it help to mark down the... Some people, they like marking down on the, on the calendar also when Mikvah night is. There's, it doesn't have to do with the calendar. It's not... Uh, that's optional. A few more details before we finish off. Um, there's Vesus Kavua. There's a few... Uh, this is the... 
so basically we covered how the calendar is done. There's a few other details to add, then we'll, then we'll um, be finished for this evening. Um, for the Vestas Kavua. Vestas Kavua means if a woman gets her period three months in a row on the same, on the same day of the month, or the same haflaga, with the same interval. So, uh, here the, the din is, is, at first, very simple. It's a dark like it was in the, in the Malachite, and the woman had set exact times when they got their period. So you only have to separate during that day when it might happen again. So let's say she saw, she got her period three times in a row in Tezayin. Tezayin Adar, Tezayin Nisan, Tezayin Iyar. So Tezayin Sivan, she has to separate, and that's it. No Enabeinus, no Vesas Aflaga, just this day. And if it would stay that way, then you're good. But since it won't stay that way, and next month, if you're lucky, you'll again be Tezayin, but if sooner or later, it will deviate and go to a different day. Then things will get complicated, and you'll have to be in touch with the Rav exactly what to do. And the app won't help you. There'll be a, a chasm called me up. He says, uh, it's a few months after his chasana, and there's a pop-up on the app that uh, you, ha- you, can't, uh, you can't use me anymore, or something like that. I don't remember exact Lashen. What's going on? So the, they only didn't design it. A few chasana already told me, yeah, they're gonna, they, they got all excited when they learned. They said, that we're gonna des- I'm good in designing. I'm going to make... Help them design already uh, to also do Vesas Kavua. I don't think it's been done yet. But they got married, they, they had different things to do, I guess. But uh, it's probably not so, I don't think it's, I don't even know, not even know it's, I'm not even sure if it's Shaykh, because there's a lot of complicated, I find them, that could occur if there's a Vesas Kavua. And they, yes, then the, the app won't, you will have to not use the app and take and make calculations with the calendar and, and be in touch with the Rav exactly what to do and how to do it. That's Vesas Kavua. There are some more complicated uh, Vestas. You have Vestas Adilog, which is, oh, one second, I should mention that Vestas Kavua sounds like it's rare because today we don't have a natural inborn a cycle exactly per month like it used to be. But it's still very common that these things happen. I wouldn't say every couple, but probably, probably a majority of couples will have at least one Vestas Kavua over the course of their married life, I can, if, if I can, may venture to say that. Because, and it makes sense, because if enough time passes, yeah, you'll have uh, three months in a row can happen, three aflogas in a row. It's not, it's not unheard of, definitely not unheard of. And um, then there's some more, more unusual vestas, which are taka much more rare. You have vestas hadilog, when there's like yudal al-adar, tasvav ir, tazayin sivin, Either in that direction or backwards, Tazayin Adar, Tazvav Nisim, Yadalad Ir, Darachzan numbers. You have 51 Ainas, 50 Ainas, 49, or the other direction. And if, uh, if there's any such pattern, again, you have to speak to Arav. Something called Vesas Hasirog, which uh, the same day of the week, equal intervals, you have every four Sundays, every two months. I don't think that's really so common. Something called Vesas Aguf. Vesas Aguf means that uh, there's a certain physical symptom that always occurs with this woman, and then she gets her period right away. She always gets a certain type of headache, and she'll never get this headache any other time of the month. Only a, a certain type of cramp or headache or other physical symptom, that, and right after that happened, that's when she gets her period. Mamish, because of the period, if a woman has taka such a, uh, thinks that she might have such a, a phenomenon with her, then it might be a vestus as well, which means that if she'll ever feel that feeling, she has to separate right away. 
again, this is for a discussion with a Rav, if a woman, if a woman thinks that she might have such a vessus. There's, we said three. There's some, something called the vessels dialogue when there's, there's, there's it's jumping uh, higher or lower, the pattern. pattern. Vessels sirug where there's equal intervals. There's every fourth Sunday, every fourth Monday, or every two months. Vessels aguf that there's certain physical symptoms associated clearly with getting a period. Again, the halachas and all these have to be discussed with the rav if there's any chashash that this may have occurred. Um, now. Another question. A woman uh, has a period and then she makes an afsektara and during Shiva Nikiyim she, um, she uh, has a stain on her underwear and she sends it to a Rav and the Rav says that it's a problem. You have to start again Shiva Nikiyim. So does this affect the calendar? Maybe I should say this is a new Re'iyah. So now maybe I have to recalculate all the Cheshbainas beginning from the Kethem which is a uh, which is a new, it's a new bleeding. Lacha is stains are not do not affect the calendar. She has to restart shivinikim 100%. That's what I've said that the custom is a problem. You start again, but you will not have to change the calendar. That the calculations you made will stay exactly the same as they were before. Oh, one second. But now another question: What happens? What happens if one of the bedikas during shivinikim were problematic? Sent to Tarav. The Rav says, it's a problem, you have to start again, Shiva Nikim. So it wasn't a stain, it was a bedikah. So here, in some situations, it will affect the calendar. You will have to recalculate the, the Vestas. How does, so what's the Kalal over here? The Kalal is as follows. If this bedikah occurred, if this unclean bedikah occurred within seven days from the beginning of a period, we consider it a chalak of that period. Because if you, if, you, if you remember, the, what does the Patera say? The Patera says in Parshas Mitzayra, a woman that's anida, shivas yam benidasa. That the first seven days are all the same, gather the same bleeding of nida. So, let's say she made hafsektar on day number five. And then day number one or day number two of shivanikim, there was an unclean bedika. It's a hamshach of the same re'ir. So, there's no, so then again, you will not have to make any changes to your calendar. If, however, it is on day number eight from the period or and further, then we do consider it a new re'iyah. You'll have to recalculate the is based on this new re'iyah. So what does that mean? It means your re'iyah will now be four weeks plus one day from the unclean bedika, not from the beginning of the period. Because we cancel that previous re'iyah and recalculate from the unclean bedika. Vestas ha'chaydash will actually keep two. You'll keep the original one plus you'll keep the new one. Yeah? Following? If you forget, just ask the Rav when he tells you that it's unclean bedikah to say, what do I do with the calendar? That's the, just remember that at least. You know, if the Rav calls you and says, bedikah is a problem, ask him, do I need to recalculate my cheshbainas and how? But if you want to know attack what to do, so, so, in bedikah it's the new one, two, you'll have two vessels of chedish dates, and haflaga you will Recalculate based on the new, based on the, on the unclean bedika. Instead of the half sektara, you'll, that's it's two days later, so everything will be pushed off two days later, or whatever it is. So, so start the numbers. Huh? So you don't have the first definition? The first uh, half sektara? No, yeah, uh, for the. 
Haflaga? Yeah, Haflaga. Yeah, so the Haflaga, originally when you sat down and you made the Hashbainis, you used the Haftik Tara as your starting point. Now you're going to recalculate, and your starting point will be the new Haftik Tara, which, which you have to make a new Haftik Tara now, because it was unclean Bidika. No, the truth is that will be, the truth is, that's true even if, okay, it's truth not really, that will, that will be always be the case. The truth is, that was, Hefzak, the Flog is, is actually, I'm not sure what I said. Hefzak, the, the, the Besla Flog always you start counting from Hefzak Tara. So, whenever you have something unclean during Shivanakim, you're going to have to, a uh, Bidika, not a Kasim. If you have unclean Bidika during Shivanakim, you're going to have to recalculate based on the new Hefzak Tara. So, if you want to make it easy, what? Yeah, for Haflaga, yeah. Yeah. When you when you counted the days for the flood, you counted like from the first from the Hesekar from the last month, and then up until the new period. The new period, not the one before. No, no, the first period. The first period. Yeah, yeah. Say it again. No, no, no. Here you're gonna have to keep two. This is unrelated to that machlekes. No, no, because this, the, the stain that the man on Zika for those that, that, that wash only one vessel of That's a separate, no, that's only, that, that machlaikas is only regarding uh, um, if the vessel of date was during a period. Do you have to transfer it to the next month or not? Here, it's another, this is a different case where you had two periods during one month. Technically, there were two years in one month. That's really what's going on. You have you got your period twice in one month. So physically, that doesn't happen, but the Nuri'iyah is, the, the Bidika is considered a Nuri'iyah. So it's like you had two periods in one month, and everyone agrees, and in such a case, you will keep two Vesna Fredish dates next month. That's the Kuli yeah. uh, Why don't you have two? Yeah. In Abana, it's only one. I mean, it's only going to be one per month. There's no such thing as having two. So in this case, you'll just count it from the new, the newest. It's always from the most recent area that you have. No, no.